Stacy. Hello, ma'am. Can you see me? I can't see you. Can you see me? No, that means we have the perfect disguise. Oh, my God. Because number one objective of a spy is to hide in plain sight. We are the best spies ever. Nobody can see me. Nobody can see you. I have my spy outfit on. I would say you look amazing, but I can't see what you're wearing. I know, but I've got sunglasses on. That's why I can't see you. And I have my handbag with a camera in. (laughs) Spies carry handbags, do they? No, this spy does. Okay, fine. I've got uh, lots of things that uh, I need to be a spy. And uh, during this podcast, I will partake of them. Well, I hope you have your newspaper with the eye holes cut out so that you can watch people. That's so last week. What else do you need to be a spy? Uh, Yeah, so next thing is keep silent. That's perfect. (laughs) I don't think being silent is conducive to producing a podcast, but we could be starting a new craze. So? So this is Rough Giraffe and it's the Spies episode. And this podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. Okay. Is that Pink Panther? (laughs) Yeah. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rough Giraffe So then, being a spy Do you think you'd be a good spy? I think I'd be a bloody good spy unless they torture me <laughs> Or I have to walk far <laughs> what, what makes you a good spy? Actually, now I think about it, probably not a lot <laughs> Because... I'm not much good at remembering people's faces. Okay. But um, I can move silently as long as it's not a springy floor. That's great for ninjas. Do you need that to be a spy as well? Well, you need to move silently, don't you? It depends what type of spy you're being. Okay. If you're trying to be one of those spies that's just like being normal, infiltrating a group, you don't need to be silent. But if you want to be the sort of sneaky crawling in the air duct spaces and, you know, sort of an assassin kind of spy, then you do need to be silent. Well, I think, really, you should only really wear socks for spying. Okay. So that you can move around stealthily. And keep your feet warm. And keep your feet warm, obviously. And you need to wear uh, big glasses. Yes. And uh, you'll need um, a hat... And I've got a hat and I've got some big glasses. You're halfway there. I like to go spying when there's nobody in there, like in the evening. Who are you spying on? I'm just generally spying. Just in case you get the call. Well, I'm just practising the spying. <laughs> I Sometimes I just follow people. I, sometimes I pretend I'm a security guard in plain clothes. <laughs> So I'll follow people around a shop until they think I'm following them. Okay. And 
one of the things I find, yeah, I would like to pass this information on that if any of you want to be a spy, in fact, in the last week, I've now got two things that I need to tell you, all right, okay, is this top secret information? This is not top secret, but this is information that may stop you getting caught out. Okay, tell me. Number one. Yes. Even if you've just got a minor or a major bladder problem (laughs) and you're tailing somebody, please keep a tube attached so that you can go when you need to. So you need to have a catheter. I think you need to have a catheter because what you don't want is to be halfway down the street tailing someone and then you wet yourself. Uh, that, that, that's just leaving trail behind you. That's leaving it's evidence. DNA that nobody wants. No, no. Okay, so number one, fit a catheter. Yep. Number two? Uh, number two. Or oh, not, num- take... not for number twos. No. <laughs> <laughs> the second. Yes. Right. As if you are taking photographs incognito, such as of last week, shoplifters. Right, when you were security guard. Yeah, turn the flash off your camera. Oh, schoolboy error. Yeah. That's so embarrassing. Well. I've done it on the train before. Have you? Yeah, when I was trying to take a picture of someone with their feet on the seats. And uh, I think the other thing is just... Try to act casual. Oh, that's not easy. Uh, no, and and maybe up there with it, which I like to keep in my bag, plan B. Which is? Uh, well, it doesn't matter what it is, but you've always got to have it. <laughs> okay. So, basically, I think you should go... If you're going to start practising spying... Yeah. So go spying when there's nobody around. So, like, at night. Right. So then there'll be nobody there to... Spy on or to catch you. You don't have to actually spy on people, do you? No. Who are you spying on? Well, I don't know. You could be spying on a building or something else. Okay. So go spying when there's nobody there. Yeah. Make sure you've got a plan B. Yeah. That's what I think. Plan B, always make sure you can get out. Turn the flash off your camera. Yes. And wear a catheter. And uh, if you can do that, I think you'll make a really good spy. No, that's really good advice. Oh, and uh, wear purple if you're working at night. Rather than black? Oh, God, you can't wear black. Why? (laughs) Think, if you see people... That are dressed in black at night, you'd think they were out doing some sort of job. Yeah, but purple isn't as slimming. No, but purple means... Who would be going round spying wearing purple? Um, What about brown, then? Okay, just a a dark colour that isn't black. Navy blue? Navy blue. Okay, so, uh, if you're going out at night, wear navy blue. I asked people on Twitter what they thought the best thing about being a spy was. Okay. And wearing black got only 10% of the votes. Oh, you see. What do you think the best thing about being a spy is? Spying. (laughs) 35% of people said the cool gadgets. Ah, right. 14% of people said it was getting the girls. Okay. 
And then 41%, so that's most people said, if I tell you, I I have to kill you. Yeah, just the spying bit. So just the spying, so you're right, it's the spying. I love the spying. (laughs) That's no, no different to when I used to sit on the bus all day and listen to people talking. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. Yeah, I think I'd make a good spy. Well, I can find out for you. We can do a little quiz now. <gasps> oh, what if I think I'm a good spy and I fail a quiz? Well, this is in the Metro newspaper. Okay. It's not going to be taken seriously. Okay. There's ten questions. They're pretty short. Everyone at home can play along too, okay? Okay. So question number one. Do you speak more than one language? No. No? Well, I do. I speak some Welsh and some Spanish, but... Could you speak enough of it to fool someone? No. A Welsh, maybe. Oh, are there many Welsh spies, do you think? William Owens was one of the first double agents from Pontadawi. Oh, OK. But uh, I don't think I could fool somebody into thinking I was either fluent in Welsh or Spanish, no. And it would be no good speaking Spanish if I was going to Germany. So even if you knew another language, it doesn't really help you that much. No, you need to know the right language. So that could be... When you go, I'm going to be a spy, what's the best language? They go, that depends where we send you. Uh, you haven't got a chance, have you? No. You'd have to start learning all of them when you were four. You've got to learn all the languages, yes. And then I think you have to be able to speak English with the accent of that country. Oh, that's quite difficult to do it properly. Yes. That's why That's why a lot of these spies like James Bond are completely unrealistic because you can't, you can't do that. You can't learn all those languages feasibly, realistically. It doesn't make sense. Okay, next one. Now, this is quite a serious one and this I think is the worst thing about being a spy. Would you honestly be able to kill someone and continue life as if it never happened? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I don't even have to pay me for it either. (laughs) Okay, third question. Are you better at working in a team or on your own? On my own. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing for a spy or not. I think you'd need some people around you. But you need to be independent as well, don't you? Uh, I think you need maybe two or three people that you can trust. Yeah. But you didn't ask me that. No. You said, would I work better on my own? Yeah. You can't trust anybody. No, I'm a spy. So, question number four. Are you good at talking to people? Yes. Okay, and... Question number five, what are you most likely to do after getting a promotion? Tell your friends and family or reward yourself with a drink? Is that the only two options? Yeah. A a drink then. Number six, what's the first thing you notice when you go into a bar? First is exit, particularly where the toilets are. Uh, The first thing I notice is when I go into anywhere is where are the exits? Or you you notice available men or women also how much the drinks are? No. I can't even stipulate how important this is, especially with all the stuff that's been in the news recently. If you go into a place or a hotel or a bar or any place that you're going to stay, you must find out yeah. where you can get out if there's an emergency. So I will even... 
in a hotel, count the number of steps it takes to get to the fire exit. And I've always done it. Wow. On the first night, I'd be able to get to the fire exit in the dark. When we went to Spain and we stayed in that hostel, I had to count the steps to your room and back again to the fire exit. Yeah. So that I could come and fetch you and then get out. Okay. So question number seven. Social media, yay or nay? No. Let's just not have it. Okay. Next question, number eight. Choose one, family or career? Is there another option there? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. Um, I'll say family. <laughs> Don't say just because I'm here. No, I have to. There'll be other kids listening. Okay, choose one. Home or abroad? I'm afraid abroad. You're a traitor to the country. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it says? No, it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Question number 10. Okay, final question. How would you have your martini? Shaken, not stirred. Stirred, not shaken. (laughs) I don't drink martini. Uh, Stirred. Stirred. Okay. It says... You are defo the next James Bond. Says you have the skills and the personality. What are you holding back uh, your MI6 application for? It says you're a a spy. Okay. Uh, I might be too old, but apart from that... Hey, we didn't didn't say whether you were actually going to do it, but... But I could be a spy. You could. This has automatically gone through through to MI6. It's been pinged up on their system that there is a potential spy applicant out there somewhere and you'll probably have someone knocking on your door within the next 30 minutes. Just FYI. Okay. If anybody knocks on my door in the next 30 minutes, I'm calling the police. (laughs) FYI. But that's good to know. You're you're a spy. Uh, That's it then. So, you know you were saying about newspapers with holes in yes so you don't need that anymore you just need to play candy crush right and you need to have all the sound turned off it and just some earphones in that are not really earphones and no no one even thinks that you're doing anything you're just playing your game yeah but you can just put your finger around candy crush yeah you can just watch what other people are doing yeah, I mean, it is pretty easy to spy on people nowadays, I suppose. Well, I mean, everybody's got their phone out all the time. Yeah. So you don't even look at them. You don't look to see if somebody is taking a photo of you or recording you. No, no, exactly. People take pictures of each other all the time without noticing. If you wanted to be a spy, you know what you said about social media? Yeah. I think you couldn't have it at all, could you? No, I think you'd have to be off the grid. Yeah. I think you could do it, but it'd be rubbish being a spy if you were tweeting every five minutes. (laughs) Plus, they tell you where your location is. No, exactly. Have you seen that programme on Channel 4 called Hunted? No. Where they have, like, ten people who try to hide from this government agency... So they're real people and they try to hide for 28 days and not get caught. I'm going to have a look at that one. And so, and then there are proper, I don't really know what you call them, intelligence agents who, you know, used to work for the police or for, 
for these intelligence agencies and they do have to try and find them. And the one thing that gets them every time is that they always want to try and send a text message or put something on Facebook or send a tweet and it gets them every time. Yeah, well, you know me, I could be, I, I can live from month to month without doing anything. Yeah, you know me, I can't live from minute to minute. I, I don't I don't need to contact you kids because your whole life story is played out <laughs> literally minute by minute as to what and the, and the pictures are there I think I could go on the run if I was with Owen but if I wasn't with Owen then I'd find it very difficult because I, I he'd want to know that I was okay but if he was with me then it'd be fine but I think it'd be very difficult on my own um I'm wondering if you'd have to make your own gadgets what would your favorite gadget be I really like although I don't think I'd ever ever be able to use it but I like on these movies where you see people use like the zip wire things where you looks like a really thin wire that they use to like abseil down buildings or and things like that oh yeah can you imagine me doing that <laughs> i can't imagine me doing it but i think that's, a, that's such a tiny little gadget that suddenly they can now scale a building that's good and anything that's got a hidden knife in it is really useful oh yeah like in your shoe yeah tap the heel and a dagger comes out then you can kick and stab somebody to death at the same time yeah i was looking up some spy gadgets and there there are some chapsticks that have a hidden knife in them but i just thought that was a bit dangerous that'd be if you forgot oh (laughs) my goodness there's also a chapstick that you can that has hidden pepper spray in it so you just sort of take the lid off and that's but those are dangerous if you forget if you mix it up i would need a shopping trolley for me gadgets i think that's actually more discreet yeah yeah no no one expects a spy to have a shopping trolley you'll be rummaging down in the bottom looking for your chapstick knife (laughs) you can have a fantastic surveillance system attached to the shopping trolley you'd pull out your chapstick knife and be pulling bits of tissue paper and fluff (laughs) off it and go on a second (laughs) just wait there while i stab you (laughs) (laughs) you've got chapped lips here you go a little bit and then stab him in the mouth oh that sounds horrible that's disgusting i don't really like the idea of this the killy bit and being a spy i don't think everybody has to kill but that's what it's like you think of all the fun and the great cool stuff about it and then at the end of it it's all like people gotta die ain't they yeah that's it that's the way it is well it's either that'll be a librarian those are the two options yeah i think the only thing that's stopping me being a spy yeah is that i'm not in shape well as you said there are different types of spies well there are there are but i think i'd be the sort of spy that would be going out <laughs> okay with an handbag okay with a camera in it and a camera yeah and i'd wear one of them jumpers just a jumper that nobody else wants to wear you'd just blend into the background i, I would i'd look like i was just popping into greg's <laughs> but really i'd be an expert in uh, uh martial arts okay uh i think you need to do martial arts don't you for being a spy you do you need to know some kung fu right or a bit of street fighting mma what's mma mixed martial arts it's a bit of everything oh right hey you yeah you you got something to say 
then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at roughgiraffepod. Instagram at roughgiraffepodcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. The other thing is, I don't think you could have spying as your only job. Um. I think you'd probably just need an ordinary job. Do you need a cover? Well, yeah, but then I'm wondering, when do you actually get time to do the spying? Well, one of my favourite films is True Lies. You know, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. And he pretends to be like a computer salesperson or something like that. But actually, he goes off and does spying instead. So you don't necessarily have to have a real other job. It just has to be a cover, a good enough cover to tell people. I don't think you've got time to do two jobs. I don't know. Superman did. He's not a spy. Yeah, but I'm only saying he could be a journalist and uh, and a superman being a superhero didn't pay any money he needed to earn money do they pay you for being a spy yeah of course they do oh so what i'm doing is just stalking then is it <laughs> yes you're freelance i'm freelance <laughs> that is it so what spies are not is they're not james bond no no J- james bond is what uh how would you describe him mm. Is fiction. I know, but I wouldn't really call him a spy. Is a is a is, is a secret agent and a spy the same thing? I don't think so. I always think of a spy being. Uh, oh, that's quite difficult. What's the difference? So, I mean, I think a spy is someone who stays kind of incognito or is is more sort of hidden. A secret agent is maybe someone who's a little bit more out in the open. But James Bond always told everyone his proper name. That's what I couldn't understand. He always told everyone, I'm James Bond. Right. It's not very secret. But maybe they just, that was just to confuse people. Where they go, oh, well, he can't be the secret agent, James Bond, because... He's just told us his name. He must be someone else. What do you think are the absolute requirements for you being a spy? I think you've got to be brave. Bit gutsy. Yeah. Right? I think so. I think. I don't think you've got to be brave. I think you've just got to make other people think that you're a bit brave. If you're going along with a, a lie, you've got to stick to your convictions and you've got to make people believe it. You've got to believe it yourself, really, in some way. Okay. Well, I can do that. What else? All right, so we've got to be brave. You've got to be able to think on your feet. Yeah, it's me feet that are going to let me down. <laughs> you've got you got to be, you know, clever in some way. I think it's difficult. You've got to blend in. That would be very important. Yes. But you've also got to be a good conversationalist. Yes. And to be good at conversation with people, I think you need to know lots of little bits about everything. Mm, yes. I don't know whether I'd be able to talk my way out of a death, life and death situation, though. Oh, I definitely wouldn't. I would get to the start, I'd bluff it for a bit, and then I'd go, please don't kill me! <laughs> <laughs> Take the kids! <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I need my career. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I would not 
manage under pressure. I couldn't be tortured. No, even before we started, I'd go, look, if you're just, if you're going to kill me anyway, I'll tell you everything, then you can kill me. But don't torture me. Yeah, but the things you're like, yeah, just let me go quietly in my sleep. Don't stick things under my fingernails or... Oh, my God. And can I have my social media back, please? (laughs) I want to live tweet this torture, please. (laughs) Yeah, what else? Gotta be good at disguises. Oh, we need a good disguise. Do we have to wear glasses? And a moustache. I've already got a moustache. <laughs> you have to wear glasses because if you wear glasses, no one recognises you. But I wear glasses every day. So I, if I take them off, people don't recognise me anymore. Right. So we need a disguise. Do we need um, an under-disguise? What do you mean? Well, you mean like, say you've got your disguise and somebody notices you. Yeah. Do you need to be able to ditch that disguise and have a new disguise ready? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a different moustache, different pair of glasses. Oh, you don't need a wig then? Um, I think you should have a wig and then underneath that have a bald cap. <gasps> yeah, okay. And that allows you to then underneath that have your hair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think bald is a great disguise. But very noticeable. But I also think, now this is interesting, If if you are a woman and you... Uh, have a bald cap and use bald as your disguise will people look at you or will they not look at you they will notice you but they won't look you in the eye so do you think that's a good disguise or not it may be a good disguise because you wouldn't look them in the face would you no 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 one's gonna actually stare at you they're gonna notice and then go and then move away look away yeah i think i think having something that people don't want to look at so maybe then the weirder you are should you have some sort of facial I don't mean like a disfigurement but some sort of facial anomaly I don't know it's difficult isn't it to know how far to go with it so your your outfit will have to be quite loose so that they can't see the bag of your catheter underneath I might be dressed as a nun have you got anything in purple oh grey then grey yeah you can do a grey nun with a moustache and a bald head dressed like a schnitzer (laughs) I think I'd be um, Sheila. I'll be a nail technician. Oh, right. Okay. I think that's what I'm going to be. Sheila the nail technician. Yeah. Nobody's going to think Sheila's a spy, are they? No, not at all. I will know mostly just about nails. Yeah. With a little bit of Picasso thrown in. Okay. That's interesting. Obviously, I'll be an expert in martial arts. Of course. Oh, and that thing, parkour. I'm going to be learning that as well (laughs) okay is that where you jump from buildings to building yes yes parkour yes yeah, I'm gonna. I'll do that. I think you'd need to be able to do that, really. I think it's becoming a necessity for the modern spy. Um, what about transport? You need a cool car, obviously. Would you think you need a car, or would you have a skateboard? Um, it depends what it is you're trying to do and who you're trying to get away from. Um, what about a Segway? <laughs> That's the slowest mode of transport. <laughs> a mobility scooter. A mobility scooter. Yeah. It's a great. Decision. Guys, yes, you could have marbles hidden in the back. So you press the button and marbles come out, and then the bad guys will slip on the marbles. Uh, will it drop banana skins at random intervals as well? Yes, so um, I've been looking up a few cool gadgets. 
and one of my favourites was something called Envelope X-Ray Spray. Envelope X-Ray X-Ray. X-Ray Spray. It's something that you spray on on an envelope and it turns the paper completely translucent for 30 seconds and then returns back to normal right isn't that amazing that is amazing but there isn't the means you can you can see what's in the envelope yeah but you wouldn't be able to read the letter would you because it'd be folded over oh i know it's you know it's not necessarily practical in all circumstances are you just looking out to see if there's any money in it <laughs> I don't know if you could spray it enough for the paper inside to become invisible as well so that you can see what's inside that. Okay. It has potential. Yeah, that sounds good. We used to be able to get letters out of an envelope anyway. We used to cut a, a very thin wooden ruler into two strips. Right. So imagine you had lengthways sliced up a chopstick into about six thin slices. Right. You put two thin strips together with an elastic band round one end. Yeah. And then you slid it into the envelope, in which case it would go through the fold of the letter. Okay. And then you pushed it out to the other side and then you wound it round. You just twiddled the elastic band and it would wind the letter round the two thin pieces of wood until it was all wound up and then you would pull it out, read it and push it back in and unwind it. That is like a spy. That is. So you could read your school report before you got home. (laughs) And uh, urine and salt. What do you mean? For invisible ink. Oh, okay. Did you use to make invisible ink at school? Yeah, we used to use the old lemon juice. Yes. But that will leave a yellow mark on the paper. Urine doesn't. Urine doesn't, but after a while the letters smell like piss. So uh, so that's a giveaway as well. Didn't they, or haven't they, used semen as invisible ink as well? They have. But then... You don't get much out of it. You wouldn't be writing a long letter, would you? No, it's not going to be... That would be more like a postcard. If that, it'll just be, are you okay, hun? <laughs> I think that's about as much as you can get out of it. So... Might be able to put coordinates on them. Oh, yes, okay. Most of the best invisible inks, I think, are just visible under ultraviolet, aren't they? Yes. So that would still be wee. That would be dog wee. Well, any kind of wee, I suppose. Is it all visible under ultraviolet? Yeah, we made the mistake once of buying an ultraviolet light or it was a urine detector so that we could see where the cats were spraying in the house. And it's the worst thing we could have ever possibly done because the room just glowed. It was horrible. And they and they've just pissed everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my good god. <laughs> so it's not nice. You don't really want to know what's going on. <laughs> did you did you have to scrub it all? Scrubbed it all, but it doesn't really disappear. It's just kind of moved around because even bleach glows on the under light as well. So even if you think you've cleaned it, it's still glowing. It's it's horrific. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He looks whiter than any cat around. Kipper, hey, that's Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper, the wonky cat. I would like to say, how is Kipper this week? Oh, Oh, Kipper's doing really well this week. Should we get him in here? Let's hope um, he's in a better condition than he was last time. 
Yeah, no, he's doing really well. The anaesthetic's worn off. His his mouth is lovely and clean. He's doing really well. Hang on, Kipper. Ow. Kips, come say hello. Ow. Oh, hello, Kipper. Ow. You feeling better this week, Kips? Ow. Yeah, he sounds all perky <laughs> now. So, I suppose the question is, Kipper, do you think you'd be a good spy? I think Kipper would make an excellent spy. There have been some scientists who were developing cat spies. They were basically training the cats to be attracted to people's voices and then put in special recording equipment into their skin, like sort of microchips under the skin, so that they could record people's conversations. And would this work? In theory, yes, but on the first sort of mission for the cat, the cat got run over. So they say... So they never actually found out whether it worked and then they, they didn't really do any more. But, who know, you know, all, we all get our cats microchipped nowadays and for all we know, it's just surveillance. You don't know anything, do you? Don't know anything. So, Kipper, what's your favourite thing about being a spy? <laughs> Wearing a cravat. Oh, <laughs> uh, and a smoking jacket, Kipper, like Sherlock Holmes. He likes to look cool. Kipper is almost like the very first James Bond type. Yeah, Kipper's a very old-fashioned spy. I think so. He is, he is. He's very, uh, very suave and sophisticated. He should be um, in Casino Royale. Well, Kipper, do you have a favourite gadget? (coughs) Kipper likes what, sorry? Kipper likes spy cameras. Oh, do you remember that drone that had the stuffed cat on it? Yeah, no, I think it'd be <laughs> super easy just to put microphones and cameras onto cats' collars and dogs' collars. Yes, it should be easy, but the ones that you buy, the cameras are so big on them. But they can make tiny weeny cameras nowadays, can't they? Yeah, and you don't have to glue them to their skin anymore. No. They did have spies that were made out of pigeons... Not not made out of pigeons. They were pigeons. Didn't wasn't there a pigeon in the war that got a medal? Yeah, a dicking medal. Was that for spying? It was for delivering intelligence. But I don't think pigeons actually know how to spy. He wasn't sort of stuck round the back of Greg's in a trench coat. Are you hoping to get sponsorship from Greg's <laughs> or from trench coats? <laughs> Thank you, Kipper. <laughs> We'll let you get back to your stalking. It's not stalking, it's under in, undercover intelligence. Tell that to the pigeons. So, yeah. I'd like you to tell me about an interesting spy. I don't know why I just decided to lie down then. <laughs> not James Bond. No, not James Bond. I have a lady spy to tell you about. Okay. I think ladies would make the best spies, apart from the torture. The thing I don't like about lady spies is they've got to use their sex to get stuff. But, you know, if they're happy to do it, fair enough. This is a lady who does just that. Her name is Josephine Baker. Have you heard of her? I've heard of Josephine Baker. 
Yeah. So she is was a jazz singer who smuggled information through sheet music in her underwear. Uh, have you ever listened to Josephine Baker? No. She sings with a with a ridiculous French accent. Oh really? Because she's she's American. Yes, but she must have been in France for some. Well, I'll tell you now. Go on then. She was a famous singer and dancer born in America. She became a French citizen in 1937. And when France fell to the Germans, she convinced the Axis she was on their side. And she spent the next few years spying for the Allies in high culture parties with senior Axis leaders. And to smuggle the intelligence out, she would plan performances in neutral countries and hand over her sheet music, which was covered in invisible ink, to the Allied handlers. And when she needed to smuggle out photos, she'd pin them to her underwear. Did she ever get caught? It doesn't say, actually. I don't know how they found out, but there's a lovely photo of her here with hardly any clothes on. A cute little skirt that looks like an octopus. I can see how it would distract people. They would never have have suspected her. I'm not actually sure what happened to her after the war. You don't think she got killed, do you? No. No, she says she she died in Paris in 1975, so she... Oh, yeah. Okay. She was an old lady when she died then. Born in 1906 and died in 1975, so she was 70-odd. Oh, it's bananas, not an octopus costume. Bananas on her skirt, so it says. She was married four times. Mm-hmm. After the war, she was awarded a medal by the French military and was named Chevalier of the Légion d'Honneur by the general show the goal spy of the year yeah there we go she was um, so she never got caught she didn't get caught by the looks of it and she got honoured for her for her spying she's a good spy so remember remember we were talking about being quiet yes um, I would just I'd have thought that in the last series we were talking about silly inventions weren't there barefoot shoes did we talk about barefoot shoes Yes, we did, didn't we? Yes. So shoes that look, but so you could walk around silently. Yes. And then people would only think that. Well, they they wouldn't know. They wouldn't hear you coming. Where would you hide your knife? <gasps> I never thought of that. Would you, if you had barefoot shoes, would you just train your toenails to grow into daggers? <laughs> I wouldn't personally, but you could, I suppose, put file them into a point. Oh, can you imagine the pain if you had to kick somebody to death with like that? Oh, ugh, that's horrible. But all you got to do is just cut your nails after and there'll be no evidence. But to have to kick someone to death with a, essentially a bare foot, I do not like that. Okay. I just, I thought I'd, I remembered about the barefoot shoes. It's a good idea for the sneaking. It's not a good idea for the killing. Oh, do you think that's what they're called, sneakers? Uh, Yeah, possibly. Um, So, being a spy. Yeah. Do you think you could be a spy? No, I don't. And what makes you think you would be a rubbish spy? Um, I don't like talking to people. Um, I wouldn't be able to... Did you do the test, by the way? I did. Did it say you were going to be a spy? No, it said I'd be a rubbish spy. It said, "Uh uh-uh. But I don't like talking to people. I don't think I'd 
be able to gather the intelligence. I'd maybe be able to be a, a spy, you know, who had one of these digital spies who kind of really spies on people on social media and that sort of thing rather than in real life. I just don't think I could I could be bothered. Do you think you're a, you're a Turin who would sit in the office all the time? Yeah, I think so. And they're just as important. Of course they are. But no, I just don't think I could handle the stress of the constant lying and risk of getting caught. And you could kill someone in cold blood and be all right. No, I could. <laughs> That's the worst thing. Is that was that what I was supposed to say first of all? Not that I'm antisocial and don't want to speak to anyone. It's just that I can't kill people. Oh yeah, it's a good job I didn't take up medicine then. <laughs> no, I I don't think I'm cut out for that sort of thing for a bit of espionage perhaps we could set it up and go and be like private detectives i think private detective i'd like to do that that's a bit of a spy thing that is surveillance i'd be so good at surveillance (laughs) you would fall asleep within 10 minutes of a stakeout i know You would snore so loudly you would draw attention to yourself. But they wouldn't think I was spying, would they? They wouldn't. That's true. You'd have to have Belle with you so that she could wake you up if anyone was coming. Belle would have the cameras. I'd have all the surveillance equipment on the car. Yeah. And then I'd just be asleep. Yeah. I think Belle would make an amazing spy. Because she's cute, she'd be able to get close to people. And if you could train her to, like, pickpocket people, get their phone or their wallet... Oh, you have to be stealing things. Well, you got it, haven't you? But you've got to be able to do it and then download what the information you want quickly and put it back. Yeah. So that, so that they never know. I'm going to practice stealing things... Okay. Well, that's not very good at work. No. Get me down the dole office very quickly. You'll have to watch yourself. As a security guard, you've got to keep an eye on yourself to make sure you're not stealing things. It's it's a very difficult double agent where you're trying to steal stuff and keep an eye on yourself. Spying is complicated. I think I could be a private detective. I'd probably just go around spying on people having affairs. Do you think they still do that? I think I think people with money will hire private detectives to spy on their spouses for sure. Yeah. Whenever there's money at stake, that's when that's when the people hire private detectives. I wonder what they're called now. I bet they're still not called private detectives. Surveillance agents? Uh something like that, yeah. So, Mum, I think we've done spies. We have indeed. I'm off to get me trench coat now. Perfect. So, our uh, our next episode is uh, is myths and legends. Ooh, ooh, that should be interesting. Yes, I've got uh, quite a few uh, myths and legends lined up. Perfect. And if any of our listeners have any of of their favourite myths or legends that they want to tell us about, then please get in contact with us on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod. That'd be good. Especially, guys, if any of you are not in the UK and have some myths and legends pertaining to where you are. Yes, and they don't need to be particularly famous. It could just be the... The myths that were at your school when you were growing up or in your local town. That'd be interesting. Okay. So before we go, I just want to tell you a little newspaper titbit that I have seen this week. Uh, It's not spy related. 
Okay, then. And the headline is, Fire crews called after smoke seen in sky. Turned out to be cloud. <laughs> <laughs> so, it says, Firefighters were called to what was believed to be smoke from a fire, but turned out to be a cloud. The low-lying cloud was seen passing over the A1 at Colsterworth on Tuesday evening. Lincolnshire Fire and Rescue Service sent an appliance from Grantham to the scene, but did not comment on the incident. (laughs) And that's all we have for this episode. So? Yes, so thanks again for a great episode, Mum. I'll call you again soon. I'll talk to you soon. Okay then. Bye. Thank you. Bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With Mum in the bungalow and Stacy at home. Send us your stories on your smartphone. And then everybody will feel so alone. The Rough Giraffe Podcast. The Rough Giraffe Podcast. This podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. So I just wanted uh, our listeners to know about a campaign that we're taking part in called Two Pods a Day. It aims to introduce podcast listeners to two independent podcasts every day throughout the month of August. We hope to give visibility to some of the great indie podcasts that you probably haven't heard of. And Two Pods a Day encourages you to listen more and listen indie. Find more shows like ours by following hashtag Two Pods a Day on Twitter and Facebook.